Turn over to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2. I've got a message about, entitled, How Shall We Escape? Now, you might think, and of course this thought came into my mind, with everybody here this morning appears quite dedicated to the Lord, amen. To see people that you know their lives, you know their testimonies, you know that they have a a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, they proved it in many ways. But there's times I believe that when Christians hear a message of warning, if it doesn't apply to us at the time, maybe the Lord is going to direct our path to someone else who really needs a message from God's Word, a message of warning. And... God might just quicken this message to someone's heart later on in life when you're witnessing to somebody. But I want to preach about how shall we escape. And a big part of this message uh, is about neglect. And uh, if you turn to Hebrews 2, verse 1 through 3, you'll see uh, that word neglect. And we're in a world to where people neglect to do the very thing that's the most important in their life. And this message, I believe, is to Christians and lost people both. Some uh, are directly to lost people, and some of these scriptures are directly to us, God's children. So let's pray the Holy Spirit will Give us discernment of the understanding of his word this morning. Therefore, Hebrews 2 and verse 1, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed by us unto them that heard him. Now, So many times in in God's Word, He talks about hearing. Hear ye Him. God has told us to hear Him. Hear what our Lord says. Jesus said on a number of occasions, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So we're admonished to hear God's Word. One other scripture tells us to take heed what you hear. For in so doing, you'll both save yourself and them that hear you. So we as God's people are to be careful what we hear. What are we listening to? It's gotten to where now you can turn on the television or the radio and hear one preacher after another after another. But do you ever stop to think, are they telling me the truth? Am I being told the truth 
or am I being deceived what I'm listening to? I remember when I was pretty young, you know, 17 or 18, and I would hear these preachers on the radio, and some of them, they could, oh, they were wonderful preachers. They could preach. I mean, they, they could speak. You understood every word very clearly. But just because you can understand what the preacher's saying, do you understand what he's really saying? Amen. Jesus warned us about the living of the Pharisees. The living of the Pharisees. He wasn't talking about cooking bread. He was talking about what they added to the Word of God. Leaven. Now, I'm not a cook, but the little bit I know about leaven is you add it to the dough or whatever, and it puffs it up. Well, the Bible says knowledge puffeth up. Amen. Knowledge puffeth up. And if people get puffed up with the wrong kind of knowledge, it's very dangerous. All right, let's go back into this verse. First verse says, we ought to give the more earnest heed. Earnest heed. How many people you know today that you, you hear them say something, talk about the things they're interested in, and you wonder, are they really earnest or honest about what they're even discussing? I, I've heard people say before, matter of fact, my daddy told somebody something one time, and back when I was just a boy, and I said, Daddy, what'd you tell him that for? He said, just something to talk about. <laughs> just something to talk about. I believe a lot of people like to talk but they just want to have something to talk about. Amen. The Bible warns about being heard for your much speech or your, your talk and, and, and things that are just worthless. Every idle word. We give account of every idle word. All right, now look at verse uh, 3. Notice it says we. This is directly talking to Christians. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. The Lord spoke about salvation. John the Baptist spoke about salvation. The apostles spoke about salvation. Whenever, uh, whenever uh, Peter went into the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, he told Peter, I mean, Peter told Cornelius, Cornelius was a Gentile. He said, I'm going to give you words by which you and all your household should be saved. Words. Words are extremely important. The most important words is words by which we can be saved. Amen. Nothing else is going to matter in the long run. Not much matters even right now. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder of the spirit and soul and a discerner 
of the thoughts and intents of our hearts. The Word of God. We have the written Word of God. Amen. We have the record God gave of His Son. We have the message that will save our soul. In the book of James, it says that we are to lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of the flesh and receive with meekness the engrafted Word of God which is able to save your souls. Receive it. In John chapter 1, the Bible says, To as many as received him, to them he gave you the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. See, when we receive God's word, when we receive and truly believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're not receiving just religion. I think one of the worst things in the world is religion. Amen. Religion without the Redeemer is worthless. We don't need more religion. There's too much religion in the world. We need more Jesus Christ. For he is the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And he was full of grace and truth. That word is Jesus Christ. When we receive the message of the Bible, we're not just receiving a book just to make a book report. We're receiving the words of life. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they're spirit and life. That's what people need today. But you know the main thing people neglect is the Word of God. Amen. There used to be a song a long time ago called Dust on the Bible. Now, I don't even know if I've ever heard the song, but I remember the title of it, Dust on the Bible. It's kind of like I've got some dumbbells at home. And when I was younger, I used to lift dumbbells and barbells. But now they're, they're kind of dusty. And the dustier dumbbells get, the heavier they get. Amen? And the dustier the people's Bibles get, it's, it's the same way. You can't hardly pick it up. It's a difficult thing. Matter of fact, the devil's convinced you, or a lot of people, the Bible is a wonderful book to press flowers in. <laughs> How many of you ever heard of that? Press flowers in a Bible. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of flowers in the Bible. Little doilies and all kind of trinkets. It's not for that. The Word of God is for you and me to read to, and believe and obey, not to neglect. We're in a world where people neglect to do things. It's kind of like you go driving down the road and you see a a red light in front of you, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to stop. But some people don't stop. They neglect to look up at the red light and stop. And stop signs. It's easier, I think, to neglect a stop sign. You say, well, well nobody's coming. You think nobody's looking? There may be a policeman hid behind the fold pole with his little gun just watching you. Not necessarily a gun, but to check your speed. 
You see, in the natural, it's dangerous to neglect certain things. But in the spiritual, it's much worse. How shall we escape? Well, I ran a stop sign the other day. Nobody saw me. Nobody was there even to care. Well, maybe you got away with that, but there's things you won't get away with in this life and stand before God. Amen. The Bible says, be sure your sins shall find you out. Everything we say and do, God make it a record of it. Amen. Not because he doesn't love us, but because he wants the best for us. And if we'll quit neglecting this great salvation, we'll be in much better shape spiritually. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Turn over to chapter 12. It says a very similar thing in chapter 12. Hebrews 12, 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. Who are we talking about? We're talking about God. God is speaking to us through his word. God speaks to us through the preaching of his word. One scripture said that please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. A lot of people say, well, I, I just don't like preaching. Like this old man one time, he, his wife said, well, honey, let's go to church. And he said, I don't want to go to church. And uh, she said, why? He said, well, when I'm at work, my boss, he fusses on me all the time about something. When I come home, you're always on my back about something. And he said, I'm sure not going to go to church where I pay a man to tell me I'm going to hell, to fuss on me about what I'm doing. Well, that's sort of a silly joke, but the point is, People don't like preaching. A lot of churches no longer like preaching. The old-fashioned preaching of God's Word is still necessary. Amen. In the book of Romans, it says, how can they hear without a preacher? Amen. God ordained preaching. People, some people say, well, I just, I'd rather go to a church where we just have a little discussion, sit around, drink a cup of coffee, and everybody gives their opinion and goes home. That's not church. I'm not preaching against coffee. I'm just saying people need to hear the preaching of God's Word. Jesus said in John chapter, or Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Paul said, I cease not to preach and to teach the Lord Jesus Christ. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. Why is it called foolishness? I don't believe any of us here this morning would call what I'm trying to do this morning is foolishness. But the Bible says the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them that perish. If people think preaching is foolish, they're perishing because they don't believe what God said about it. All right, look at this verse. In verse 25, Hebrews 12, 25. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not 
who refused him that speaketh. Did you know when people refuse to hear God's word, they won't escape, amen? How shall we escape? If we neglect the word of God, if we neglect so great a salvation, much more shall not we escape. Talking about we, we Christians. Usually when the Bible uses the word they, it's referring to they, that is those who are lost. But when it says we, it's we that are saved. We that are children of God. Much more shall not we, we shall not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. If we turn away from him. I believe it was last week I preached, uh, to whom shall we go? Where else shall we go? Many disciples were leaving the Lord after he preached to them, and he looked at his close, close disciples and said, will you leave me also? And they said, to whom shall we go? Where shall we go? You're the one that has the words of eternal life. Nobody else has these words. Amen. And now you and I are privileged to have the words of eternal life. Jesus Christ is eternal life. All right, let's look at another scripture. In Luke 21, verse 36 Luke 21, verse 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, let's, let's look at a few things here. Make this message a little bit clearer. What do we want to escape? Well, one thing, primarily, Jesus said in Matthew uh, 23, I believe it is, he said, you serpents, a generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? That's one of the main things we want to escape, amen. We want to escape the damnation of hell, what else do we want to escape? We want to escape the wrath of God. How can we escape the wrath of God? He also says, Who hath warned you to flee from the wrath which is to come? The wrath of God. Well, remember this. As Christians, we are not appointed unto wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So that's two things there, and they kind of go together. But there's some other things we need to escape. Not just the bad things that are coming on the earth. We may not even escape a lot of these bad things. The Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. Sinners get their picnics rained out too. Amen. Christians get our picnics rained out too. Amen. Rain 
messes up a lot of things. That's probably why some folks aren't even here today. Amen? Well, we don't know, but I'm kind of guessing it might be. A lot of people are, you know, they love sunshiny weather. I love sunshiny weather. But I believe Christians ought to be instant, in season and out. Amen. Serving God. The Bible even talks about in the Old Testament, the tribes of Israel that were serving God instantly, quickly, continuously. All right, now let's go back. What are a couple of things now that are very serious that we need to escape? The first thing is the corruption that's in the world. Turn to 2 Peter 1 and 4. 2 Peter 1 and verse 4. We're still talking about escaping things. Whereby are given, us to us, given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, these what? These great and precious promises. That's talking about the promises in the Old Testament and the New about our Lord Jesus Christ coming to fulfill all the scriptures. And if our faith is in the one who fulfilled the scriptures, then we'll be able to escape that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. That's God's spirit. Amen? The divine nature is God's spirit. The Bible says, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. The divine nature of God is his spirit. That by these you be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. The corruption in this world, we have escaped. Notice what it says. Having escaped, that's something you've already done. Amen. That's something that's been accomplished in your life. You have already escaped the corruption that's in the world through Jesus Christ. The corruption in the world that can only be cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Or another thing we need to escape. 2 Peter 2 and verse 20. 2 Peter 2 and verse 20. For if after... They have us. Notice it's they now. They. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Many people have come. They've heard the gospel. They've heard the message of Jesus Christ. They've heard 
about him dying on the cross and rising from the dead. And they've come right to the place where they said, yes, this is what I want. I want to escape the corruption and the pollution of sin in this world. And what happens if they neglect this? Turn from him that speaketh from heaven. Be separated from Jesus Christ. Not be found faithful unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember when Paul talked about, he was at the end of his life. He said, I've fought a good fight. He said, I've been, I've been faithful. He knew his spiritual condition. And one day the Lord is going to say to those on the right hand, well done, thou good and faithful servants. That's what we want to hear, amen? That's what will give us the final ultimate escape from all the, the damnation of hell, from all the wrath of God, from all the things that Satan is going to bring in this world is to know we've escaped these things. If they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge, it's through knowledge that people escape these things. Not knowledge of just anything. You might memorize the whole encyclopedias. You might memorize a whole dictionary. I don't know anybody could do that, but if you could, it wouldn't do you any good if you didn't know something about Jesus Christ. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, and I know I quote this a lot, Timothy. That's my grandson, Timothy. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. I try to preach in such a way that it's simple to understand. I may not succeed, but I'm trying. I'm trying to make it so simple. The Bible talks about the simplicity which is in Christ. I believe it was Isaiah that said, uh, though a man, though he's a fool, he'll not err in that way. You don't have to be real smart to be a Christian, amen? I'm glad because I wouldn't have made it. But by the grace of God, we're Christians today. By the mercy of God, we're saved and we've escaped the pollutions of this world. Not by works of righteousness we've done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Renewing. We need to be renewed, amen. It's a renewing, renew, ongoing. We're growing in grace and in knowledge. But aren't you glad today that by God's grace we've been able to escape the things of this world? We've been able to escape the deception that's in the world. The Apostle John said about, about 2,000 years ago, you heard that Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists. 
Back in the days of John, there were many antichrists. The devil has to see people in thinking everything's way out there in the future. You don't have to have binoculars and look through time to see the antichrist. The spirit of antichrist is filling the world right now. Amen. I'm not preaching about prophecy or eschatology and all those things. I'm just telling you like it is right here and right now. The spirit of evil and of the antichrist, the spirit of Satan is in the world today. Jesus talked about two spirits, the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And he said to search the scriptures so we would not be deceived. We can escape deception. Jesus warned over and over, be not deceived. Be not, don't deceive yourself. Don't let any man deceive you. Don't let any spirit or false prophet deceive you. Stay in the word of God. Amen. The only safe place is for you and me is to be in the God, God's word. Amen. Search the scriptures, Jesus said. For in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. I want to hear something that's going to testify about Jesus Christ. The whole Bible. Amen. All 66 books of the King James Version testify about Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad of that? Praise the Lord. Well, let's all stand and y'all come around and sing a verse or two of a song. And if anyone needs prayer this morning, we want to invite you to come. We believe that, as Jesus said, God's house is to be called a house of prayer for all people. Pray. We can, we can get in touch with God. The Bible says to let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in a time of need. And I believe every one of us, we're in a time of need today. Every one of us need more of God's word. We need more grace. God giveth more grace to the humble. If we'll humble ourselves and pray, then God will answer us. Amen. And God will give us what we need in our lives.